Everybody grab your glass now, sip on the wine This time we take you back and let your body really unwind This is soul and this is music, this what makes us secure yeah. Now we're spinning yeah. on D'Angelo, the ladies applaud But our station's gonna make you feel like this here before Exploring all the roots of soul, neo music beyond My name is Noble Dan, I think I better just let it run Let it run Welcome to episode 8 of Sold Out the Roots and the Vine, where we explore the world of Neo Soul and beyond. With me, April Ulatunji, joined by my fellow Neo Soul nerd, Mr. Steve Southern. Hey, Steve, how's it going? Hey, back once again. Back once again. <laughs> what have we got on today's show? 
Well, we're super excited to have another guest join us tonight. <gasps> we'll keep bringing these guests on, Steve. Yeah, man, we're bringing them all in. Coming a bit of a thing. Yeah. We'll be talking to UK singer, songwriter, multi talent, Soprell. Yes. Soprell. About her mm-hmm. latest release, Bad History, as well as hopefully getting a, a cool glimpse into today's modern R&B scene, the London scene. Absolutely. And we've got a whole host of mellow tunes. Yes. Dialing down the funk and the grooves after the last yes. few months, I think, as we were getting uh, super groovy. Yes, drawn back from the, the bass, yeah. So that was uh, Sade, Cherish the Day. You have chose that one, Steve. Can you yeah, want a bit of a rundown why you've gone with that one? Yeah, Cherish the Day. That's from her seminal Love Deluxe album from 1992. And man, I just, I think that album is a masterpiece. Mm. I, I really do. I had a really hard time picking a track from that. I think you'll be hard pressed to find an initial four album run as amazing in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Diamond Life, Promise, Stronger Than Pride, and then culminating in Love Deluxe. I think that's just an amazing game changing run of albums. Mm-hmm. Taking what was happening in 80s R&B, that bombastic yeah. big vocal mm-hmm. sound. That's the time period, isn't it? Yeah, just really stripping it down to a more like breathy style vocally and kind of paving the way for how we spoke about a few months back about acid jazz coming through in the UK. Yeah. Very much a UK sound she introduced to a worldwide stage, I think. And you feel that she has been pretty influential? Yeah, I mean, as Sade the woman, I think she kind of changed the aesthetic of a genre, particularly in the early 80s when everything was a bit naff. Mm. What, you think the 80s was a bit naff? Well, I don't believe I mean, I love it. it. Love, love a shoulder pad, but <laughs> fashion-wise, let's say fashion-wise. Yeah, no, it was. It was pretty horrendous. And she actually came from a fashion background, which is right, yeah. where you see that sort of marriage of the, the high fashion and mm. the, the elegance, the glamour. Mm-hmm. She was super stylish, wasn't she? And also musically, of course, just helped to popularise smooth jazz, obviously creating that hybrid of smoky sax yeah and with elements of like just subtle funk and mm-hmm. minimal soul sort of stuff very much as i said like paving the way for acid jazz yeah mm-hmm. quite multifaceted in the, the influences and sounds i think it's important to note that there were there were a band too she wasn't just like it's not just Shadi the singer it's Shadi the band uh-huh. they've actually had like the same core members throughout the 40 years wow yeah their guitarist and sax player uh stuart matthewman Obviously, key in creating the sound with the the guitar licks and and the sax, he he was the co-writer and producer, and he's also worked heavily with Maxwell on his like pretty much throughout his mm-hmm. career. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, another another guy who we don't necessarily know the name of, but hugely influential. Whether it's within Sade the band or through working with people like Maxwell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just cool, super influential soul music, I think. Really changing the sound of yeah. the 80s and ushering in yeah. just smoother, smoother stuff in the 90s and beyond. Yeah, so so Sade is your route. And let's move on to your vine. What have you decided to go with on this month's edition? Uh, for my vine, I've gone with, I feel this is a really obvious, like, sonic descendant. Mm. From the moment she arrived on the scene, comparisons were made both in terms of her music and glamorous, chic style, and that's Jessie Ware. Okay, nice. I could hear that link. The track I'm going to play is actually from her first album, Devotion. Mm-hmm. The track's called Running. 
and it's mm. honestly one of my favorite songs of the last decade i'd say mm-hmm. i just i've listened to it so often in the last eight years since it came out and mm. i just it gives me just chills every time mm-hmm. it's so great real masterpiece yeah from the like from the first the the title track of that devotion album i just thought this is this is Chardé. like and it, mm-hmm. i think it's a difficult thing to approximate like lots of people do like a throwback 80s jazzy style but there was something about this in the production the ambience of it just really captured um later 80s period of Chardé for me whether it's the the kind of slight trip hoppiness of the beat the electronic elements um it's got that yearning guitar that mm-hmm. a lot of Chardé's music had it's got a very moody moody um style moody, hasn't she yeah especially especially this track yeah. i just think it's amazing yeah. and uh, again the the collaboration when we talk about Chardé and the band as a unit mm-hmm. this album in particular was definitely a almost a, a duo effort between her and her producer Dave Akumu okay yeah when I was when I was doing my little bit of um research on Jesse Ware um it sounded like collaboration was a big thing for her like instrumental in um success yeah his his fingerprints are all over this one um he's in a band called the invisible if you listen to any of their work you'll hear what he's bringing to the to mm-hmm. the table here he's worked with people like Rosie Law Jamie Woon mm. oh, so yes. mm-hmm. with those two artists in mind you you can probably see where his headspace is at the moody mm-hmm. slightly dark ambient icy mysterious <laughs> yeah <laughs> and yeah I, I feel that's like really harkening back to to what Sade did specifically in uh, Stronger Than Pride and Love Deluxe which mm. I think are, are their um, masterpieces really yeah and on a side note she her and her mum have a little podcast don't they <laughs> I know <laughs> that, what's so funny about her like her image does not really mesh with like you hear us speak and it's like oh yeah okay <laughs> it's, just, it's just regular, regular yeah just, just a bit gobby yeah yeah when she came on the scene she was always about the the high fashion and the huge hoop earrings and the uh-huh. the scraped back hair uh-huh. uh, really glamorous um, mm-hmm. but, and yeah that's a day yeah yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so weird yeah uh, yeah check this track out I'm sure you'll hear the similarities this is Jesse Ware running
romantic and I have never ever out of all of these years got her name correct <laughs> but this evening I have learned how to pronounce this lady's name yes pulling back the curtain we just researched <laughs> how to pronounce Goapale yes for years I just I used to call her um, Joe Appel Goapale sounds much better now that I know it it does it, it does it makes more sense but we've we've educated ourselves so this is That's what we do on this show we do yes we find out how to pronounce names uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and disclaimer there's going to be quite a few names in today's show that we may or may not murder yeah, right <laughs> <laughs> so that was um 
Guaple Romantic. And that was that was one of mine. Mm. I chose that one. And I just chose it because I love I love the song. It's cool. It's a really cool song. I didn't know Every, that track. Yeah, everything about it. It's just so I could just imagine sat like in a jazz cafe, yeah. loads of smoke everywhere, amazing band, you know, like sipping on like a I don't know. A bourbon or something yeah. you know <laughs> yeah i just i love her voice it's so unique you know like um she's just got her own her own sound like mm. i can almost Im- imagine what she sounds like when she talks or how you hope the sound yeah so that was um I'm just going to keep practicing her name. Guapale, romantic. Guapale. I'm just going to turn it into an Italian, it. as I say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Don't think there's any Italian in there, but yeah. yeah, sounds good. So that one is just because, as a young aspiring musician and just a general music lover, that I used to listen to that song a lot. You know, maybe nice. I was probably about 17 or 18, hmm. and. Um, it was just really different. Hadn't heard anything like it because it's got that kind of bluesy vibe. Yeah, it's got that that sort of bluesy guitar with the the, the, the talk box effect on it, which is yeah. just like, yes, when I heard that, I was like, yes. Yes, I like it. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. really nice. Yeah, thanks for uh, introducing me to that one because, yeah, that was that was a new one for me. I love it. Oh, you're welcome. I have to dive into another discography to dive into. Mm, there's always, we've always got so much music to listen to, haven't we? There is, and... That kind of leads us on to my, my next pick here. Mm. I fell into a strange, strange hole um, <laughs> researching this one. But these are a duo called Doge and Melody Sinfoni. Melody mm-hmm. Sinfoni. Uh, the, the track, mm-hmm. I don't even want to try and pronounce the track. Alamime? Another, another couple of easy names. So yeah, I was digging into these guys and I was just amazed to find out where they're actually from. Mm-hmm. Uh, the producer, Melody Sinfoni, uh, he's from Zurich. Okay. And the, the vocalist, Doge, is based in Israel. Right. Interesting combo. Yeah, just how how do these two people meet? I do not know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And listening to the track, I don't really... There's, there's nothing in the track that sort of hints at it's anything other than just like another London-based soul track. Yes. So when I, when I realised where they were from, I was amazed at, I guess, through streaming and stuff like that, there's there's such a like the sound is reaching every nook and cranny of the world and mm-hmm. yeah I, I guess it just shows that wherever we are we're all kind of working from the same influences now mm-hmm. yeah the world has opened up hasn't it um there's we're not really seeing the the cultural influences as much mm-hmm. say well you you might expect like a song from Israel to sound a certain way, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yeah, this is just sounding like kind of Spotify ready, playlist ready. Yeah, um, and uh, I find that quite fascinating. Yeah, uh, wh- whether whether that's for good or bad, I'd, I'd hate to lose some of those, like the the cultural textures from different countries and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, at the same time. Yeah, it, it's cool to see. Not, not, yeah. not. Homogeny is a, a bad word to use, but mm-hmm. yeah, just how we're all drawn from the same sources now and kind of repurposing it. Yeah, and the fact that music connects people. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, no matter where you're from, you can find common ground in the expression of music. And obviously, I mean, you might have 
you might come from different kind of musical backgrounds and particularly like genre wise um but i think now we're kind of the world is has definitely become a smaller place because of yeah. the internet and we're so much more connected um we can kind of glean what is going on around the world and be influenced in a broader way than what we might have had you yeah. know before mm-hmm. internet so it's kind of like it's really lovely to see how you can just connect with somebody who might be from you know complete other end of of the world yeah and be able to work together and make something beautiful and uh, i think definitely yeah. this collaboration achieves that yeah it, i mean yeah. it's also great to just see artists from these parts of the world that haven't necessarily been represented much to to our ears over mm-hmm. here um, yeah and now they're just kind of slowly working the way into um it's just kind of been normalized hearing mm-hmm. artists from uh, germany um israel australia new zealand yeah you know, listening to it the same way yeah absolutely so this month's episode is is kind of quite globally accidentally diverse. global <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. we've just we've just kind of selected all these different uh, song selections yeah it just came from me figuring out where these guys yeah. are from and it was like oh wow and then fell into this weird israeli music yeah. rabbit hole yeah mm-hmm. um yeah, Buttering Trio, another another yes. actor I found and sent to you, and you were like, "Oh, I know these." Yeah, <laughs> I was I, like, "Oh, wow!" That song, "I Cried for You," beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really I thought they were like, song. especially with their lead singer being like with red hair. I thought, "Oh, that's like an Israeli moon child." Yeah, <laughs> it's a trio as well, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. same mm-hmm. sort of setup, um, and she plays um, sax as well. I think so. Yeah, great, great stuff mm. from all over the world. Um, okay, well, should we uh, should we play the track? Do you want to introduce it for us? Are you trying to make me pronounce it again? I am. This is, um, yeah, this is Doge and Melody Sinfoni, Alamime, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I was moving forward, I didn't know that. This is not enough. Lately I found out you were... Walking in circles around me When you kept me waiting here, darling I did realize that Everything I know is gonna change now You are walking in circles around me She got your love she got your love in your heart She got your love She got your love She got your love She got your love in your heart She got your love She got your love I was on my own is my only chance and everything I knew is gonna change now You were walking in circles around me We're growing together It feels like we never had to make a change 
We're growing together Feels like we never had to make a change And now we're growing together It feels like we never had to make a change She got your love. 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 Just want my life back Shout it like a stereo I'm not your stereo type No, I'm not like that I just want my life like a master Keep the mystery, I could be an actor Through the mystery, I could be a Yoda Teach you wizardry, I could teach you yoga No, not literally, and I hope You got it in between could be the teacher to infinity Bonnet? Bonnet? Majority? <laughs> That's a 
our boy Jirax. That's our boy Jordan Jirax. Rakai with a tribe mm. called Government. Yeah, that is a tune. Um, I just love, I love the kit work on that track. It's got, for me, it's got some Anderson Pack vibes. It's got some Dilla vibes. Definite Dilla vibes. Um, yeah. Oh, just gorgeous. And he's another one. You know, the global... Another world-travelled individual, yeah. Born, yeah. In, born in New Zealand, raised in Australia, and now, I guess, intrinsically linked with the, the London soul scene. Yeah, he's, he's, he's firmly got his roots in the UK now, but... Um, yeah, all these... Obviously... We definitely... We didn't plan on picking um, global artists, but we've ended up with Guapale, with mm-hmm. South African and Israeli heritage and... Shardu, born in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Uh, universal melting pot of sounds. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's interesting going back, listening to earlier Jordan Rakai stuff and seeing how much his sound has changed or progressed over the years. Yeah. That's obviously from his um, Groove Curse EP. Yeah, he's somebody that um, you definitely see that he wants to kind of push the boundaries. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't kind of want to be put in a box. I think he's so inspiring. I I remember years ago he set out and he, he said it on many podcasts and stuff that he wanted to make five albums before he was 30, I think. Yeah. I think he's got like one left. Mm-hmm. He's just, he knocks him out. He's amazing. And that's not including two EPs. Yeah. I think there's something about if you're able to do everything because, you know, he produces he's so like, he's, he's yeah. a real wizard. Um, he's an amazing musician mm. and vocalist, so he's he's kind of like he's a full package, so he can turn over. He it's, he's not wait. He doesn't have to wait on any, anybody, you know. I'm amazed that we've never played a Jordan track before. I know because we mention him every month. I'm sure. I know. <laughs> like my love of um, Jirax is yeah, um, certainly no secret. I just think he's yeah one of one of my favorite artists. Period. Yeah. Like, favorite live artists. Um, musicians mm-hmm. um, yeah I just think he's incredible yeah so Jordan Racket I mean um, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing his name right it's <laughs> just Jirax you know I, can, I probably just can call him Jordan because he's our I don't mate. need to say that. yeah we'll get there we'll get there we'll get him <laughs> on the show well, we'll get there yeah oh we will get on <laughs> are we live we'll get on his podcast <laughs> that's the dream we'll take Tom's place yeah Tom, Tom's gone now Tom's yesterday's news I did like it when Tom was on the show. I'm not going to lie. I did like Tom. Yeah, Tom was great. <laughs> He's always playing some weird Brazilian discourse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the other three would try and out-jazz each other. And Tom would come in, well, I've just been listening to this disco stuff. And I was like, yes, Tom, <laughs> bring in the grooves. Yeah, you've, you've got to hold down the grooves. Yeah, so actually, Are We Live is kind of, it's quite influential for us, isn't it, with this show? Yeah, yeah, totally. I used to, this show probably comes from me listening to their show and wanting to join in on their conversations. Yeah. Like, I want to geek out with you. I need to find someone. <laughs> you be my friend. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, will, I will friend Jordan. <laughs> he seems like the chillest dude. The chillest dude. Yeah, but I mean, how many people want to be his friend? Probably quite a lot of people. Yeah, when I said I, I love Jordan Rakai, I, I really meant I love Jordan Rakai. <laughs> Do you? Have you got a poster on the wall? No, that's um, oh, who, who was my poster last month <laughs> of Joe. It wasn't. It wasn't a poster. It was a life-size cutout. <laughs> 
with the baby oil. <laughs> well, there's no room for Jordan's poster when I've got the life-size car, Joe. Yeah, I mean, you can't really compete with Joe. But yeah, that 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 Jordan track, he's, he's really sort of become more of a quote-unquote singer-songwriter now. He's really branched into that sort of realm. Um, and with, with that track, I feel it's more of like a, a beat maker's track. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a track that he'd give to like Barney now. Or... Yeah. So yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's really cool to hear him like singing over a, a, a straight up neo soul mm-hmm. Dilla beat like that. It, yeah. It's cool. cool I ca- if I'm honest, I kind of wish he had stayed there for a little bit longer. He moves quickly. He, he moves does, too quickly. Know. There's um, his very first EP. I still adore that so much. And that's got a very bluesy soul sound to it, which he kind of moved on from as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, the song that I first heard from him, the first song that made me love John Rakai was Selfish, mm-hmm. which yeah. is almost like a reggae track. Mm-hmm. And he hates that track. He mm-hmm. absolutely hates that track. He's routinely said, if I could murder any of my tracks. That would be the one. Selfish would be gone. He hates mm-hmm. it. But I'm like, bring it back, man. Bring it back. Mm-hmm. I want to see it live. <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, he's not a one for hanging around too much. He no. always plowing ahead with new stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, th- I think it's great. I've loved everything he's done. Um, I'm certainly not going to hold it against him too much for uh, for branching out and following his following the muse, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's that time of the night, folks. Yeah. I think it's time we spoke to our guest tonight. Hello, hello, hey, hello, 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 hey, hello, 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 hey, hello, 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 hey, hello, hello. Well, from one amazing artist with deep ties to the current UK soul scene to another. Yes. Born in South London, she's become one of the most talked about and acclaimed artists in the ever-shifting landscape of contemporary British R&B and neo-soul. Blessed with a gorgeous vocal tone, she is also an accomplished vocal arranger, string arranger, songwriter and producer, as well as playing piano, guitar and violin. She has worked with collaborators who've worked with the likes of Skepta and Beyonce. She has appeared on tracks from show favourites Marie Dahlstrom and Barney Artist and has three incredible EPs to her name, including her latest Bad History, which was released in September last year. It's our honour to welcome Saprel to the show. Welcome to Roots and the Vine. Welcome, Saprel. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? How's uh, how's return to normality treating you? Yeah, I've been good. I've been away for a week. Um, Ooh, nice. Playing for a, a big artist, but I can't really say. Oh, <laughs> oh, man, dropping the teasers already. Yeah, so I, I was playing um, violin, piano and singing backing vocals so yeah that was really multitask yeah it was a lot to take on but it was really really good for me just to challenge myself and um incredible that's amazing yeah so that was that came out of the blue and that was really fun yeah so i'm back i got back last night so i'm just settling in to... straight back to straight back to normally yeah must have been nice to escape the the house for a bit oh it's so nice <laughs> was it was it in yeah. london or no you... it was out of london probably shouldn't say where i mean it's gonna it's, right no more no more <laughs> zip it it's gonna be out like the end of the month anyway awesome. but... we'll, we'll look forward to oh that. i can't wait <laughs> yeah before we get into things proper should we give the listeners a taste of your work yeah, sure that's a good idea yeah this song i think the the opening guitar part was just the moment when i fell in love with your music it's uh, oh. 
<laughs> from your first EP, the letter D. Nice. Yeah, looking forward to diving into the music after this. This is King Confined. Yes. The amount of people that have said King Confirmed is just... 
<laughs> I did a live stream the other day and it came up on the screen. I was like, King confirmed. <laughs> you ever get those like, I've got a weird flash of memory of when I used to go to work and I've got, I remember listening to that track for the first time mm -hmm. and I remember a flash of where I was hearing that song. Mm -hmm. It's so weird. Okay. Like, it, it's not an exotic memory. It's literally just the, the co-op <laughs> next to where I used to work. But <laughs> <laughs> I remember just that song coming on and uh, yeah, I'd had it on an acoustic Spotify playlist called... Uh, acoustic tear jerkers that I made for many oh. years. <laughs> and Steve, did you cry when they I, I used to cry on the, the bus all the time on the way to work because a combination of going to work and the very sad songs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I like that song as well. Um, yeah, when I first did it, I could, I don't even want to say this because I'll make you hear it differently, but I could hardly play guitar when I wrote that song. So it was the first song I ever wrote on guitar. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I, I was- That's amazing. I had a limited amount of things I could do, so it kind of just forced that riff. Wow. Mm -hmm. It worked. It worked for the vibe, but... Um. So, yeah, that, that's King Confryan from your debut EP from 2015. Could you tell us a bit about how you arrived at, at that moment, releasing that first EP? What kind of artists inspired you to want to create it? And what kind of artists do you think shaped you as an artist? Um, I think vocally... Um, a lot of R&B singers and soul singers mm -hmm. helped shape me. Um, From what sort of period? Like 90s are talking, noughties? Or? Yeah, 90s, noughties. I get confused now with the dates, to be honest. But <laughs> Tell Alita, me about it. Like Mar Mariah Carey and Whitney. They yes, were like, yeah. And Celine Dion. Uh, when I was like a kid, I used to sing. The huge ones, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had a, a bigger voice when I was a kid, I think. Wow. Um, but yeah, and then Aaliyah. Mm. Um, Brandy, um, Lauren Hill. Now we're talking, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, those, those are soul singers, Angie Stone, and then like T.J. Moses was was later on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they all inspired me in some way, either vocally or in my songwriting. Or mm -hmm. I think there's something quite particular about specifically like the Aaliyah and the Brandy sort of vocal approach where mm. they can certainly go for the big notes, but yeah, I think that they taught like a lesson in in reserve, I think, to a lot of artists. Yeah. Sometimes uh, smaller is better. Yeah, and I think we're at the time now where it's okay to be a bit smaller and more delicate because yeah. there was a period I remember where it was just you had to be a massive vocalist belting out the notes, otherwise you weren't really... Yeah, there's more kind of emphasis on, I think, tone, you know, because any one of us could raise our voice and, you know, put something out really powerfully. Mm. Um, but it's almost kind of more of a jazz approach mm. to vocalizing it's like um more attention to detail and expression and yeah. um variation in in the kind of vocal tones as opposed to that kind of christina aguilera yeah yeah, yeah. i think there's a definite through line from the start of the show from Shardé mm. through to alia through to yeah. pretty much what we're hearing in so many artists today as you said yeah yeah i Particularly with the production aesthetics, currently there's a lot yeah. more space and mm -hmm. sort of space in the mix given to the vocal being yeah. the dominant sort of aspect of the track. That suits me well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what kind of things did you um, initially want to express through your music? Um, I'm just trying to look back to when I started, I think. I remember writing my first song um, when I was 14. In fact, no, actually I was sounds silly but I was 10 um, and <laughs> I used to just do it in the playground with my friend 
and like acapella and I had like a, mm-hmm. a four track thing and I used to sort of lay it down I love that that's amazing so I just always loved singing and performing I was a really loud kid much louder and more confident than I am now mm-hmm. <laughs> which is probably a good thing because I'd be like a big head <laughs> but yeah no I was like very loud and confident and just performing all the time and um aren't we all as kids I look back as myself as a kid and I was like I wouldn't dream of doing any of that now I'm just like yeah. a, a mouse <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so I think it was just more about just melodies and um performing and singing like i just loved singing um mm-hmm. but it wasn't like when i look back at some of the lyrics they didn't make that that much sense at 10 but um <laughs> and then when i was 14 i kind of got in this situation working with some producers and um and i, f- I started off recording their music like one song of theirs oh, and cool. then one of the guys was like, why don't you try doing your own song and i was like oh i don't think i can mm-hmm. and i just tried i just laid down a thing and then they liked it and mm-hmm kind of went from there um so i guess the more you go through in life the more you have stuff you actually want to say but at the time i just wanted to That's just thing just being really creative mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that came into my head really that's amazing for just such a young age anyway just <laughs> i guess sometimes you do need that little push to to try it yeah mm-hmm. i think any any young person is capable of being creative it's just yeah mm-hmm. comp- opportunity isn't it trying it yeah Yeah, you've got sort of Mm -hmm. you're less inhibited back then i guess you're just like yeah i'll try this and i'll less i should be able to do this yeah this stuff is taking up your brain so you've got (laughs) (laughs) lots of freedom yeah yeah. reality hasn't quite hit yet (laughs) and you never think you're gonna like actually get any older you think you're (laughs) actually just gonna be there forever Mm. as a kid (laughs) (laughs) yeah i guess so until you get to 18 and then it's like no (laughs) i'm 18 (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah here we are like six years after that uh your latest project bad histories released to huge critical acclaim mm, last year we loved, we loved it in what ways do you feel you've you've grown as an artist if you have or were the things you wanted to to do with this one differently approach it in a different way um yeah i think um between i could be loved ep mm. and this i kind of just I worked with different people for a start um, and I kind of just allowed myself to explore different sounds and not be so uh, sort of trying to copy what I'd already right. done because yeah. there was a period after the after the second EP I'd, I'd start playing more mm. guitar and I, I felt like I had to just recreate the kind of journey yeah. song and like, you know I need to be able to play guitar live and do this and this and it kind of hindered me for a little bit and then I was working with my friend Chloe Martini Yeah, uh, she produced um, a couple of tracks on the EP, like two or three tracks, and um, she was just like, "Don't worry about like we can start yeah. a track with piano. You don't have to do everything with guitar." Mm-hmm. So I kind of let her lead the way on a couple of tunes. The work I know of hers is more like a sort of glossy, like electronic kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. almost like eighties influence, mm-hmm. like keyboards and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, mm-hmm. so that's cool. I guess you you get that a lot, just a different. Even just approaching something on a different instrument yeah. is mm. probably going to give you a different flavour of what you're writing or performing. Yeah, and I think, I don't know, some artists are able to stay the same sound all the time, but that just hasn't worked for me. Like, after I complete a project, I feel like I want to just go somewhere else. Yeah, just push yourself some more. And there's always a way of linking the song in some way, usually. Yeah, I think your, um, your, your vocal style is the thing which is the thread throughout all of your music you have like a strong sound so i think it wouldn't really really matter too much what was going on instrumentally it's kind of yeah you've definitely got your own sound so i would say keep experimenting and keep going on that journey 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got a few new tracks that I've finished and um, that's even different again. So, I mean, I don't, yeah, ideally it would all just be like cohesive, but <laughs> it just doesn't how I work. Yeah. So the collaborative process is pretty important to you, or increasingly important, would you say? Yeah, I, I do love collaborating. Um, yeah, the names on Bad History, awesome. Like I see Connor Albert's name, uh, <laughs> Lofile, who's... Um, yeah, Lofile was... Probably I mean, the- he's produced huge artists like her. Yeah. Um, they're a member of Radiant Children, is that right? Yeah, yeah, he is. Who, yeah, we, we've played them on the show before. Just- mm. He's crazy talented. It was Working with him was like, oh my God, this is just a next level mm-hmm. experience. But um, it was him and Chloe who did that low, uh, new low. But uh, Connor, when he did that track, he was still not that big and now he's just yeah. blown up crazy. <laughs> Superstar on Instagram and TikTok and yeah, and he's working with pretty much like everyone in the scene now as well. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, expressed the importance of female producers as well. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Chloe there, and you've worked with um, Marie Dahlstrom and Emma mm-hmm. V. Yeah, that's always just amazing to see more and more like female producers and more writers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like female players coming through mm-hmm. rather than just being the, the vocalist at the, the top of the stage there, just more women mm-hmm. in the background. Definitely. Have you Definitely. sort of noticed an increase in that regard over time or do you think there's still work to be done there? Yeah, I think there's still work to be done in terms of like production and, um, but I, th- I think there's definitely lots of musicians coming up. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's always more more room for more women but um it's increased a bit but mm. i'm sure there's lots of young kids coming up and and those are artists like producing for themselves as well which i think is amazing rather yeah. than like relying on others and going into the studio yeah it's, that's awesome yeah. yeah cool so should we um should we maybe play some of your musical choices sure mm, speaking of badass ladies yeah we usually on recent the Vine, if we have a guest we'll ask our guest to share with us some music that's been influential to them mm-hmm. and also some music some new music that they're listening to so you have decided to go with Tedra Moses Be Your Girl mm-hmm. yeah what what made you pick this one I mean I love I just think the whole album it's just timeless and um it really it did really influence my songwriting just melodically i can always hear like oh did that come from teacher like i can just <laughs> just uh, her melody choices are quite unique and um you could probably view her as quite r&b mm-hmm. but then there's obviously she's done quite a lot work with Raphael sadiq there's yeah like, yeah when you go into the back catalog you know when I look at the the date on this one, I didn't actually realise it was 2004. Right. Like hmm. the production style on this one kind of sounds like it could be released today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some hallmarks of that time period that like give away the, the year. I think the early 2000s, there's a lot of production techniques that have been dated a little bit. But that just that track alone just sounds like mm-hmm. it could be released from any number of female artists coming out now, I think. Yeah, she's got a really like kind of a ageless voice like she just sounds really yeah. she's got that young mm-hmm. tone mm-hmm. um yeah it carries through yeah I, I, I just picked that song because that was the obvious choice but i love every track on that album <laughs> yeah there's there's so many there's so many in that one the kirchernada remix i was absolutely oh. keen and when that came out a couple of years ago as well give it like a new lease of life i think yeah yeah because even like the vocal melody sounds like a modern melody almost especially when it's kind of given mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. the kid ran out of flip 
Just, I thought it was a new record. I really did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, when I when I hear that song, it's um, it just takes me back to that time period. Like I remember, I think I spoke to you before, Steve, about my teenagers. I went over to America and I bought a load of albums, and Complex Simplicity was one of those albums. And I just remember the whole album was just on repeat for that whole holiday. I was I was there for like <laughs> three weeks, and it was just like when I hear that particularly be your girl and i hear that song it just takes me back to that moment of t- in time so yeah. for all you're saying it sounds really fresh to me it sounds it's like it is that time for me that is mm-hmm. that time like such a good time it's in your head is that time yeah period, but she's yeah. she's um she's a great artist and she's still she's still releasing like you said she's um yeah she has leaves big gaps you know in between our projects mm-hmm. um but it's, it's good to see she's still mm-hmm. you know She's still here, doing a thing. Yeah. Yeah, so let's play it then. This is Tidra Moses, Be Your Girl. Don't know if you got a girl. Don't mean to disrespect, but thoughts of you rule my world. I even dream of you, I swear. Visions of you and I. Next time I see you, just gorgeous (laughs) i just love the groove beautiful voice yeah (laughs) (laughs) so ciprel how do you um go about collaborating with people is it kind of like are these organic relationships with these people that you work with on a like Mm. face-to-face basis or is it remote or um luckily all of those um all the people so far for my eps have released have all been in person but sometimes it might be the odd thing mm-hmm. that you have to finish over zoom like the ones that were from last year and stuff but bad history i finished like just before lockdown so mm. 
um, they were all done in person and there's just no way we would have we would have made that music if it was through zoom so mm -hmm. i'm grateful we got that done just before yeah just in time yeah so yeah it happens organically it's normally like word of mouth or like friends of friends or yeah like uh my friend carmody and my friend marie dolstrom that they, they they both introduced me to people and mm -hmm. um yeah i met connor through through them too as well yeah we say like every month we refer to this scene mm. specifically the london scene and I yeah. feel like it's like becoming increasingly difficult to actually like boil down what that scene includes because it's just mm -hmm. it's branching out into the worlds of like jazz and hip-hop and stuff like that but mm -hmm. a lot of the names you mentioned there are names we see time and time again working with everyone mm -hmm. could you talk a bit about how you view that like current bubbling up of this new reinvigorated british soul scene specifically the london scene that seems so mm. interwoven I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe I am a bit in my own little bubble with sort of my my um, circle of friends and people I follow and stuff. But I just think there's so there's thousands of artists that I, all the time that could pop up that I haven't heard of. Yeah, uh, I feel that that sort of circle to, to outsiders like us to, does give this impression that, oh, you guys like all know each other and it's a really tight knit circle and you all sort of grew up together almost. But that's certainly not the case. Um, yeah. I'm just intrigued as to how everyone sort of came into contact with each other, really. Um, Marie, I remember years ago, I think maybe three or four years ago, she actually, funny enough, she also liked King Confined, <laughs> as you do. But she, yeah, you play guitar on her album, don't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, I do a little bit. Yeah. yeah, but so she she messaged me just saying, I love that song, King Confined, da, da, da. be nice to meet you. And I think we had a session. And then at that point, she was a bit less busy <laughs> so she was working she had some time to help me with my tracks and she produced like a few tracks on i could be loved ep um yeah and we just got on really well and just spent a lot of time together and made music and yeah her approach to music is just is a bit different to mine and like she's much more um she doesn't overthink things and she just she just gets it done and yeah. really positive to work with um, really good energy and um, mega productive I feel like she's got dropping yeah. a new project every other week yeah 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 it's that's why she's re released so much music it's the way mm -hmm. she approaches music yeah. whereas I've always been much more uh overthink things and sort mm. of take my time but sometimes mm. a bit much time but you know it, everyone's different yeah, I just, yeah of course yeah um that's why collaborating is important because sometimes you need the other person to be like look mm finish this or this is good enough or um because she's a producer as well she she's used to doing mm. you know being more all-round uh, being able to finish it kind of thing cool yeah and carmody i met through marie because marie used to sing for carmody yeah. and um two completely different artists but mm. and completely different people but i just get on with them both really well <laughs> mm -hmm. so yeah yeah it's great i remember like being at going down to i think yeah it was it was Tom Mish playing at Ronnie Scott's yeah. and you just turn around and like three of them are there just like <laughs> like yes I, I've made it in the scene <laughs> I don't know I think for ages we were just saying like do we actually have a scene like girls like do we sort of have that support network the same way guys yeah. do and like I guess we do in our own little way it just doesn't really feel like mm. same as when you have a look at all these sort of male musicians producers but normally with the men there'll be like one member of each different thing like there'll be one producer mm -hmm. one right yeah yeah i don't know it's like, like a collective 
yeah so we're all a little bit more similar but we still help each other in whatever yeah. way. Mm-hmm. could be a super group yeah. on the on the cards Never know. <laughs> that would be amazing actually yeah i mean we've collaborated i've got done a song with marie on a new album coming out oh, that was fun exclusive <laughs> we did that in like two hours so amazing. that's really cool just did it over the phone wow. you did it over the phone we did it over the phone yeah she sent me um daniel daniel diggers um did the beat so she sent me the beat and then i just mm-hmm. laid down some melodies and then we just played each other what we right did. okay yeah yeah picked what mm-hmm. we liked and then just did it really quick which mm-hmm. was fun cool i'm gonna have to try that out sometime my phone song mm. <laughs> Well, from talking about the the London scene and our sort of homegrown scene, we've also been talking this show about how soul music and contemporary R&B is really exploding worldwide. Mm -hmm. And the next track you've picked to play is the brand new track from Hiatus Coyote. Oh, yeah. We're all very excited about them coming back. Obviously, huge Australian Mm. exports. Tell us a bit about what struck you about this track. Yeah, this is Red Room. Yeah, um, I mean, first of all, I was just glad that they released something else. Yeah, it's been a long time, hasn't it? Yeah, but um, I guess as soon as I heard it, I was just like, this is the kind of track I would love to make. <laughs> yeah. It's like so chilled and stripped back, mm-hmm. sick sort of um, groove. It's confident, isn't it? Like. It's kind of a one melodic motif and groove and it just like finds these interesting like new ways to like spin it over four minutes. It's yeah. It's a really cool track. I think I was quite taken aback by it when I heard it. Uh, definitely. I think the lyrics like mm. got me as well straight away. Like um, feel like I'm inside a flower. I was like, oh, that's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> really cool lyrics. Just musically. Yeah. Just up my street, really nice and chilled and the vocals really struck me on this mm. track because mm. it's quite a mellow hushed vibe but toward the end um i said to you didn't i april about like how it sounds like her vocals are like shredding even though it's really quiet mm-hmm. it, it's really like she's just such a unique and creative yeah. um artist I, I feel yeah she's really brave and yeah mm-hmm. uh, limitless with her yeah, I think I think they've been um, they've been really influential. I think to so many groups now. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I can kind of hear their influence, even in some people, you know, UK based. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, even like some of the yeah, I hear it in like Radiant Children stuff. Uh, that fusion yeah. of the the jazz and the psychedelic and the like yes. the, the proggy sensibilities. It's less like. Mm-hmm. Four minute pop mm-hmm. song. Uh, the first time I heard um, Native Dancer. Oh, yeah. You know about them too? <laughs> <laughs> I was just with her. Uh, I was with her. Were like, you? Yeah. Oh. On that thing. Was that thing. The first, the first time I heard those guys, I could hear Hiatus Coyote. Yeah. I mean, like their influence. Yeah. Um, so I think they have been, they've been big players. Yeah. It's like in the synth, the synth bass as well. It's very Hiatus-esque. Well, it's, it's combining that super technical aspect of like contemporary jazz and then fusing it with like the feeling her vocals and her like her approach to harmony vocal harmony is just fresh yeah i, I don't really know any other words just to say like blew my mind the first time i heard nakamara i was like wow mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you sort of said that you're glad they're just back. <laughs> I feel like between their last album being released and them coming back with this one, the scene's kind of emerged in their absence <laughs> and now they're coming back to it as like these elder statesmen of, <laughs> of the scene there's like there's so many artists that have come in their wake I feel yeah I was quite interested to see how they were going to come back whether they were going to do more of the same or carry on pushing with different things and it sounds like they're doing that yeah interesting to hear what else they've got up their sleeves yeah it's only a month away isn't it Mm. So yeah, let, let's give this one a spin. This is Red Room from Hayes Kayoi. Anyway 
lot of tune. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's Hiatus Coyote, Red Room. Uh, we're still here with Soprel, talking mm-hmm. all things soul and jazz and everything fun in between. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Let's talk current plans then, and yeah. I guess what's next. Are you are you looking forward to taking Bad History out on the road? Mm. Is that on the cards? Yeah, I mean, I haven't I haven't booked anything yet, but I did. I had that thought today because I saw some people booking more things. I was like, oh, actually, I, I kind of plan now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've started to fill my calendar up a bit with just things I want to go to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can I can I put a, re- a request in, Sapral? Sure. Would you come to Newcastle? Yeah, come up north. <laughs> uh, yeah, someone pays my train fare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This, this is why I have to travel on the Megabus whenever I go down. <laughs> if, if we can make it happen, would you come up to Newcastle? Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, I want to I want to book a little show. Mm-hmm. And I've got some, some new tunes, but I just want to just finish off a few more before I release. I actually had a song that was going to come out like really soon, but it just felt too soon because I just want, right. once I start releasing, yeah. I have to then promote mm. and keep it going. Yeah. yeah, I want to just stay in the writing mm-hmm. at the moment. What was it like releasing Bad History in like such an uncertain period? I guess there wasn't the normal yeah. traditional rollout of it performance wise and appearance wise. Yeah, it was a bit hard to gauge like how, you know, people saying, oh, don't don't do PR, do do PR, do this, do that, whatever. But mm. I think people were around to listen to music. Of course, yeah. Uh, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it was a bit overwhelming. Everyone was putting out music and um, I don't know. It would have been nice to have done some gigs and things like that. But apart from that, mm. it, it was okay. Um, was there ever any weighing up? Should we like delay it for a more traditional rollout? Or did you just want to, it's important to get it out there now. People are, yeah, people th- are there listening. yeah. I can't remember if I delayed it at all, but I think I just wanted to start getting it out because it was already, um, some of it was done in 2009. When was when did lockdown start? 2019? <laughs> I don't even know, a couple of years ago. Yeah, so by then it was already, they were already a year old, some of the tracks. And I was like, that, yeah, you know what, let's just stop it. Mm, yeah, that, yeah, I get that. And I guess no one really knew when it was going to end as yeah. well. So you could have been sitting on these for years yeah, if you'd sort of held on to them. It's not nice to be sitting on stuff like it's, things it's do. not, yeah. Not nice. Um, yeah, in a way, I'd love to just put songs out as soon as they're done. But then I used to do that and then I'd have nothing else. People are like, what have you got next? I'd be like, mm. oh, uh, nothing. I've just put out this song. Yeah. I find that such a funny thing when you look on, like, in Facebook comments, people are, when they're commenting on something that's literally just come out, they're like, oh, what's next? They're like, yeah. mm. just live in this for a while. Like, it's such a weird culture that we've got into over the it's, last few years. Yeah, it's the now culture, isn't it? I want everything now. I yeah. want it yesterday, Yeah, actually. It's not quick enough. Like, I, I remember, like, a, a normal cycle would be a few years in between an album. Mm. And now it's like artists that are literally like putting out mixtapes every six months yeah people are still asking about the next one yeah that's my time for that. very very mm-hmm. odd yeah yeah strange it might maybe a young thing i don't know yes i think it's just so much competition now and it's just gone so fast and you'll just you just fall behind if you don't put out regularly but at the same time there's those artists that can just afford to do what they want and take their time yeah hi it's kai you're a prime example yeah 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 Mm-hmm. I hopefully will be one of those artists at some point mm-hmm. <laughs> where I won't feel like I'm like yeah well, yeah we're, when we talked about Sade released two albums in 30 years now I want to say 
She had a good, uh, yeah. good, good decade, and then yeah, slowed down to one every ten years, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. But still carries that weight whenever a new release comes around. I mean, Scissors not put out a second album yet, has she? No, no. It's and that's a couple of couple of singles, but no word of the album. No. Still got thirty-eight million monthly Aww. listeners, so she's doing alright. <laughs> yeah, she does alright. Yeah. So if it's, if it's good enough, it will last. Mm-hmm. It's just it's, the music industry is to me just seems quite mysterious. Mm-hmm. Just can't really figure it out. You know what is what is what's the right approach? How do you how do you go about you know being successful? Having anybody actually yeah. take time? Well, it changes every five minutes now. As soon as someone catches on to what's the right thing to do, it's 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 out of date. <sighs> yeah, there's lots of different little things that you're meant to follow, but. It's, it's a bit of luck and, and timing as well, mm-hmm. but a lot of it is just hard work and then knowing the right people and then building up things, um, building the fan yeah. base slowly. But the things cost money as well, so there's lots of stuff behind the scenes people don't realise, like, we haven't got... Yeah. Very true, yeah. <laughs> people have got to live as well. Yeah. So, Cipral, if, if you could give, because um, we've got some of our listeners who are, you know, working musicians, artists. Yeah you know working on their own stuff we could give um some advice to up and coming emerging artists working musicians you know people who are mm. trying to make advances within the arts what would your advice be to them um if they haven't come out yet like haven't started putting things out i would just say take your time and really you know work on your craft and just get as good as you can at that because once you mm-hmm. start releasing the ball starts rolling and you kind of have to then you're kind of chasing yourself so i think just to not rush yourself um but mm-hmm. it depends what route you want to go down if you want to try and get big via social media which is what a lot of the kids are doing then i would say oh, okay tiktok and and insta putting putting up all those reels and daily content but for me that's that's not what makes me feel good as an artist uh, mm-hmm. so i'm trying to think of how i can do it a different way but if you're if you're good enough mm-hmm. and you've got enough music behind you then people will yeah be interested you know um so yeah i'd, I'd say take your time have some stuff behind you before you put it out yeah mm. just yeah <laughs> i think that's really solid advice actually yeah really. mm-hmm. well thank you <laughs> yeah you're, you're right once once something's out there people are going to want the next thing like we just said yeah so if nobody knows you just chill no harm done <laughs> get your get no. your catalogue up and take your time to, to find out what you're about and you know yeah just find wow. your sound I guess as well yeah yeah mm. yeah it's it's interesting seeing new artists who kind of seem to chase a different sound with every new single and it's like I don't really know who you are as an artist yeah. you run the risk of that sometimes I think mm, yeah yeah mm-hmm. so um, yeah so you've been putting little bits of um, little nuggets out there like you've been got some new music coming soon mm-hmm. obviously you've been working through lockdown have you got any um, teasers for us as to what might be coming next <laughs> if you've got like an idea of when something's going to be released or you know um, I think quite soon I mean I'll probably I have to re sort of <laughs> sounds so boring and technical, but I need to resubmit because <laughs> I took it down recently. Um, I'm going to put it up again, so I don't want to leave people waiting too long, and yeah. I just want to get something out as well. So, and have you have you got any exciting collaborations? So, um, it was going in for all the juicy goss now. I am um, I'm holding back. A couple of these tracks I did with a guy called Solomon Fox, who. Mm-hmm 
you should check him out. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a new name to me. So he's um, an American guy that was here last year for mm-hmm. a while um, and we worked together. And he's just, oh, just sickeningly talented. <laughs> one, one of those Don't people. Don't you hear it? He, he's, produ- on this, he's put this album out and he's not that big yet, but he will be like. Right. Oh, awesome. He yeah. um, produced and played like all the instruments, sung everything on that, on the project he's just put out. So you'll just hear how, how mature he is and he's really young as well. Um, right. So yeah, so I did a couple of tracks with him. Oh, that's great. Then I've got another one with Connor that I've not released yet. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just a few things bubbling. <laughs> oh. Excellent. I look forward to that. Yes, we'll look forward to it, definitely. Yeah, well, I think that's about all we can squeeze into our little show. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much, Sapral. Really appreciate you giving us your time. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's been a nice little insider perspective on what we we feel is like a, a really exciting moment in, in British yeah, soul. It's and, big, yeah. And R&B. Cool. Yeah. Oh, that was fun. So, uh, yeah, we'll we'll say goodbye and we'll play the aforementioned Bad History. Amazing track. Hope everyone enjoys this. Thank you very much. All the best with everything going forward. Absolute pleasure. Thanks a lot. Yeah, lovely to meet you. Lovely to meet you too. All the best. Cheers, thank you. All right, take care. Curious to solve that mystery. Mm-hmm.
That was Ciprel, Bad History. Um, what what a man! What a Love tune, it. and what a lovely lady as well. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Really interesting to hear her, her take on everything from her influences to the scene. Yeah, it's funny because from our perspective, you know, we're kind of like in awe of of all this greatness that's kind of happening, and she's just like, eh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it might mm-hmm. be, but it doesn't it doesn't feel like that when you you're kind of down here inside in the in the center of the storm. Yeah, you get the sense that she's just, you know, she's just... Yeah, she's just making music with her friends. And, but to us, it's like they're all our favourite artists. It's, uh, yeah. it's pretty crazy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, really, really interesting. So keep your eyes peeled for more um, music from Ciprel. And if you haven't checked her back catalogue out, you want to head over. Yeah, check out the whole Bad History EP. So many amazing tracks on that. And yeah, you can check that on Spotify, wherever you stream. Mm-hmm. Super talented young lady. Um, and so we're coming to the end of episode eight of yeah, It's in the Vine. I hope everybody has enjoyed this month's edition super um, smooth version. super smooth we had to just set the tone you know we had to keep it that type of i think we had to set the tone because my husky cold ridden tones kind of set yes, the mood for he's, us he's, <laughs> you've developed some new yeah, tones with apologies your, uh, for the uh, <laughs> the husky vocals tonight that's all right it's uh adds a new dimension to the show well i, I thought i'd just get into the the smooth operator Sade vibe. Sade. I'm knackered. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a cough. A chew. <laughs> but yeah, tell, tell us um, what we're going to leave the people with this month. Mm. Well, in closing, we are going to leave you with some music local to us, yeah. which is in Newcastle. Yeah, that that's right. We, we like to ask you for your own music. Submit that through our Facebook group, mm-hmm. in the Vine, uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, this month we, we've got a got a real treat for you. Yeah, this is um, from a local group, and like I said earlier on in the show, we're probably not going to be doing um, many names. The 
most justice <laughs> because we've been pronouncing things quite wrong. So I might have a phone call I'm from somebody to say <laughs> that you've said it wrong. And if so, I apologize. But this is a track called Skimming by, here we go, Do it. Scimitar. Scimitar. Easy. Scimitar. Until they tell us otherwise. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter because it sounds wicked. It's a dope song and um, it's good to have some fresh music coming out of the northeast. We've been talking about the London scene. Yeah. We have a scene in Newcastle and I'm really excited about the future for Newcastle with music. Yeah, again, I, I did my usual deep dive into these guys and these guys have been around the block, man. Yeah. They have. They've, they've they've been going, you know. Yeah, deeply entrenched in the northern scene in in multiple different guises. Um, mm -hmm. I remember the name Big Beat Bronson, another yes. act they were in. Mm -hmm. um, I remember the name. I remember seeing them on posters, but yeah. um, I hadn't kind of realised who they were. Well, yeah. Do you remember when Chris did uh, Sold Out? Yes, that's where yeah. I first mm -hmm. met um, the, the singer here. Um, I remember mm -hmm. him, he did Maxwell, didn't he? He did, yeah, yeah. yeah. He and, he, and he did a he did a music soul child song as well. And he did a flowetry song. So yeah, to me on that night, a, a sold out mm -hmm. event, this was just the DJ getting up on stage and singing and blowing my mind, but I didn't realise he had such a rich um, yeah, yeah. musical background. It's, it's mega, <laughs> really mega. I love his like 90s style crooning on this track. Like the mm -hmm. ad-libs toward the end are like totally, mm -hmm. I'd say like Brent Fires. Um, yeah. Another name that I'm going to butcher. You can you can kind of hear all of his, uh, you can hear his influences. Like almost like Usher. Yes, yes. Yeah. He's a big R&B fan, mm -hmm. Chris. He really I can hear is. some yeah. of the, the like the 90s acoustic R&B mm -hmm. sliding in there as well. Yeah, yeah. Along with the... The, the northern bars as well the, that, that, that's always great to hear yeah so yeah these guys um shared the, this new single on our facebook page and we said that we'd love to play local music and so we're playing it tonight yeah. um if you are an emerging artist or if you're an established artist or even if you're just a lover of music feel free to share with us what you're listening to what you're creating and we would really love to play it so you would head on over to our facebook yeah, page totally share your favorite songs we just love reacting to them we do yeah um so you can share that on sold out roots in the vines facebook page mm -hmm. um yeah so we hope you've enjoyed this month's show we will be back with you next month oh, yes third week of yeah, the month we'll be back as ever and we'll we'll be coming at you with a deep dive right oh i'm sure there'll be a deep dive in there yes, yes. there'll be God a deep dive we're gonna go, but we'll be diving we're deep. yet to decide what we're doing but it'll be a good one we'll be going deep yeah so we hope you enjoy the rest of your evening and the weekend this is scimitar skimming To embrace all the urges I've been searching But I learned quick Nothing's ever set in stone That's for certain Make it worth it We deserve it Move quicker We forget where we were then Am I learning? I don't know yet Take it slow steps
steps spinning in these circles I could turn into something imperfect But we were that I could serve all my words for the comeback But it won't last Still sounding like my head is underwater I could shout but I'm out here on my own now In the middle of the storm cause it's karma I could reach but it seems too far I listen Say Living. I was wrong, too forgiven Too far from the shore, I was swimming Like a stone on the surface, I was skimming Till I lose a little rhythm and I sing Crack a ripple when I skim across reflections Too much headroom drifting my attention I can let you linger on my best moves Would I get fooled into thinking you care? Oh well, I guess I'm on the level Can't break the surface till at first I find the pebble Rebel in my head, disassembling what's left I'm adept in my dreams, put adrift in the rest On the crest of the wave, but the only way is down Feel the sun on my face, it reflects on the ground Heads in the clouds, overlooking down Mists move in till I fill up and drown Forget how I end up back here Guess the ripples that I'm skimming through are tears But as real as it feels, I can see now Gotta reach out Living. I was wrong, too forgiven Too far from the shore, I was swimming Like a stone on the surface, I was skimming Till I lose a little rhythm and I sing Falling 